0: The Islanders activated one injured player off the injured reserve. We've got the latest news, a recap of what happened Sunday night in Seattle, and a full preview of tonight's game against the Canucks in Vancouver. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode of the show, feel free to shoot us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So make sure you join me for some instant insight and analysis, and. Quite honestly, it's just always great to interact with fellow Islanders fans game time or anytime. So feel free to reach out on Twitter or maybe leave some comments on YouTube or via email. Always great to talk to Islanders fans about our favorite hockey team. So, wanted to give some final thoughts about the game against Seattle. And look, I... I I'm disappointed that the Islanders lost the game. And, you know, we had a great crossover episode yesterday with Erica Ayala of Locked on Kraken. And, you know, we sort of gave a different approach, uh, heard a different voice speaking about the Islanders and what she saw during the game and, and all of that. But to me, the biggest problem was this. And I've seen it too often this year. Too many games when this New York Islanders team just isn't all there, doesn't give forth the effort that you expect an NHL team to put forth during the course of a game. And that's not acceptable. I can handle being outplayed. I can handle, uh, look, in an 82-game season, NFL, te- uh, NHL teams are going to have their share of clunkers. There're going to be games when you're a little tired or when you just, you know, are outplayed. And that's again something that happens in this league uh, over the course of 82 games. Hopefully, not very often. Hopefully, it only happens a handful of times over the course of a season. But it is going to happen. I could understand losing to a better team. I could understand losing to uh, a more talented team. I could understand injuries uh, being a factor in why a team doesn't play well. And certainly uh, not having Adam Pellick, for example, for as long as the Islanders have now been without one of their top two defensemen. It, It has an effect on the team. And the longer the injury goes on, the more effect it has. But... The thing I can't accept, and the thing I'm seeing too often, is just that this Islanders team is not ready to play. The puck is dropped, and they're just being outskated, outhustled, out-hustled, out out-everything. And that's what we saw for, I would say, 55 out of the 60 minutes against the Kraken on Sunday. And... It just isn't going to get the job done. Look, this Islanders team, when Barry Trotz was the head coach, they didn't win because they were better skaters than the other team, or because they were uh, more skilled than the opposition on most nights. They won because they worked hard. They played the system that Barry Trotz asked them to play. They were positionally sound, smart, and worked their rear ends off. That's why they were able to go make the playoffs three years in a row and two years in a row, reach the conference final. They outworked you. And they made it difficult to play against them. And look, Barry Trotz let go during the offseason. Big surprise to a lot of people. Lane Lambert promoted, not a big surprise to a lot of people. But one thing Lane Lambert wanted to do this year, and I think there have been definite benefits to it, but one thing that he wanted to do was to try to get the defenseman to be a little more involved in the offense, in the attack, step up, calculated gamble, etc., etc. But It just seems like the effort that the uh, hard work aspect of this team that made this team so successful has not been there consistently over the course of this season. And even in some of the games they won, I think about comeback wins over the Rangers and the Avalanche and uh, maybe it was Calgary, you know, it's okay to have a bad period or bad whatever, but you know, if you're outplayed for 40, 45 minutes out of 60 and you you know, you, you end up scoring three late goals to win or force overtime whatever it is, you can do that occasionally, but it's not sustainable. And this team right now, there's just too many nights when they're being outplayed and not giving you that heart and soul effort. They're not good enough, frankly, to play without hustle, heart, intelligence, they're not going to do it. Right now, if the season ended today, the Islanders are in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division. While three teams in this division are guaranteed playoff spots, no more than five can get in. And if the Islanders don't bring their juice, if they don't hustle and play with heart and grit, they are not Talented enough, when you compare the roster of the Islanders to the roster of the Capitals, the roster of the Islanders to the roster of the Penguins, the Rangers, the the Hurricanes, on pure talent alone, the Islanders are not as good as most of those other teams they're competing for for playoff spots. That doesn't mean that the Islanders can't be a better team, but it means they're less talented just roster, top to bottom. And if they don't give that heart and soul effort, it just isn't going to work. And that is something this team needs to do. And I'll tell you, Lane Lambert needs to have his team ready. We saw early on the addition of Atu Ratu and Hudson Fashing and Parker Weatherspoon. Uh players who were hungry, who had not been in the NHL much, if at all, and who really uh, gave the team a little extra energy and boost and a jolt. Well, last game against Seattle, that wasn't there. And Lane Lambert has to learn and learn in a hurry how to overcome those nights when the team gets off to a slow start the team doesn't have their a game the hustle the intelligence the effort always has to be there and look lane lambert is a first-year coach i'm not blaming him or condemning him i am saying though this is something that as the head coach for the first time at the nhl level he has to adjust to he has to learn how to do it and so far this season That effort, that hustle, that drive hasn't been there consistently enough. And over the course of 82 games, if it's not, this team will not make the playoffs the way they are presently constituted. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We'll discuss the player the Islanders activated on Monday from the injured reserve. Plus, we'll have a full preview of the big game tonight in Vancouver against the Canucks. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, playoffs right around the corner, college bowl season, basketball, soccer, The NHL, of course, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Hey, check out the odds for the Islanders tonight in Vancouver. They're on a road trip, road team. Probably get some pretty good odds at BetOnline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, the Islanders did make a move on Monday. They had six players on IR. Now, there are five. Semyon Varlamov has been activated off the IR, and the Islanders took Corey Schneider, who had served as the backup goalie for the last six games, and sent him back down to Bridgeport. Schneider did not play a game yet this season for the Islanders, only served as the backup Uh, If you recall, Varley injured back on December 17th, late in the third period, in a win over Vegas. Uh, He is 8-3-1 this year in 12 starts with the Islanders. And uh, we don't know yet whether or not it will be Varley, Ingle, or Ilya Sorokin. I would hope that Varlamov will see action in one of the next two games. It's a question of maybe how ready he is, whether they want to give him an extra day or two of practice before putting him in a game situation. But as of the time of this recording, Lane Lambert has not announced a goalie for tonight's game against Vancouver. So, Semyon Varlamov active, Corey Schneider back to Bridgeport, and that's the move the Islanders made. Now, tonight, the Islanders facing a team that is also in sixth place, although they're in the Pacific Division. That's the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver, right now, one game under NHL 500, 16, 17, and 3. And this team got off to a very rough start. I was very. Much surprised by the fact that they just really were losing a lot of games in October. They managed to claw their way back to NHL 500, but not consistent really enough just yet. And the big problem for Vancouver has been defense. They are 12th in the league in goals scored, but 27th in goals allowed Their power play, ninth in the league, still in the top 10. But the PK, dead last. Opposing teams score 32.1% of the time when they have a power play chance against the Vancouver Canucks. What does this mean for an Islanders team that right now is 1 for 30 uh, in their last uh, 30 power play chances? Hopefully it's a chance to get well. But boy, do the Islanders need to figure that part out because the power play has really hurt the team uh, at times over the last, you know, five or six games. Canucks have lost their last two, both of them road games, in Winnipeg and in Calgary. Had a winning streak uh, before that. This is their first of two straight home games uh, with a Thursday meeting against Colorado Coming up, the goaltenders, Spencer Martin and Thatcher Demko, neither one putting up great numbers. Martin, 11-6-1 with a 3.55 goals against average and an 8.86 save percentage. Demko, just 3.10-2, a 3.93 goals against average and an 8.83 save percentage. The fact that neither one of their big two goalies are saving more than 88.5% of their shots uh, is a bit of a problem. Elias Pedersen right now leads the team with uh, with 44 points. He's second with 27 assists. Bo Horvat is the big goal scorer, 26 goals in 36 games. He has 40 points. And uh, Quinn Hughes uh, of the famous Hughes hockey family, 29 assists right now to lead the team, one goal, 30 points, and uh, 15 of his 29 assists have come with the extra attacker. On the power play, Bo Horvat leads the team with nine power play goals. Andre Kuzmenko has seven, as does JT Miller. And after that, nobody on the roster has more than Brock uh, Besser's three power play goals. So uh, the power play a little uneven right now. For the Canucks, we look at the lineup that they put out there in their last game, which was back on Saturday night. Uh, J.T. Miller, Bo Horvat, and Curtis Lazar were the top line from left to right. Pedersen centers the second line with Ilya Mikheyev and Andrei Kuzmenko on either side of him. Sheldon Drees is the third line pivot, Connor Garland to his left. Brock Besser to his right. And the fourth line is centered by Jack Stunica with Dakota Joshua and Will Lockwood flanking him. On the blue line, Quinn Hughes and Ethan Bear are the top pairing. Tyler Myers and Oliver Ekman Larson, the second pair. And then Travis Dermott and Luke Shen, the third pair. A lot of names out there, but not a lot of uh, production defensively. For this team, Spencer Martin and Colin uh, Delia were the goaltenders. As Thatcher Demko is listed as out now, whether he's available again for tonight's game, we'll try to find out. He's not on IR. Although Phil Giuseppe, Travis Dermott, Tucker Pullman, and Tanner Pearson are all on IR for the Canucks and will not be available unless somebody activates them. Here's the deal for the Islanders. This is an opportunity for the Islanders to gain some confidence against a team that is struggling defensively. And hopefully they will be able to take advantage of the Canucks' defensive struggles throughout the season. And look, they, they've been a little better as of late. Even in those two losses in their last two games, they only gave up a total of seven goals and only lost, you know, by one goal and two goals in those games. But the, the two prior games before that, they only gave up two goals in each of them. So there is a slight improvement in recent games. And Dalia, a 2-5-8 goals against average, albeit in only two starts and a nine twenty save percentage. So we'll see who ends up in goal. Uh, it was, you know... Spencer Martin in the last game but we'll have to see who ends up playing in the next one for Vancouver but the Islanders should be able to get in on the four check and force Vancouver to cough up the puck I think this is the kind of game where players like Noah Dobson players like uh, Scotty Mayfield will be able to step up and make some plays maybe Sebastian Aho as well and Matthew Barzal, again, you know, he had a goal in Seattle, which is where, you know, he's from, British Columbia, so Vancouver and Seattle are the closest he's going to come to playing, you know, in front of his friends and family, near his home. This is another opportunity for him to keep his offensive production going, and hopefully he will find a way to do that. But I, I, I think for the power play and for the offense in general, which looked so lethargic, against Seattle, here's an opportunity to get it right, get confidence back and and sort of build from there as to what this team is going to be able to do for the other two games after tonight on this West Coast swing against Calgary and Edmonton. We have got more to get to on today's show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and some more thoughts about tonight's game for the birthday of the day. Uh An original Islander who stayed with the team through the 78-79 season. And even though he was small, he was a tough-as-nails defenseman. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And New Year's Day was the uh, 79. birthday of former Islanders defenseman Jerry Hart, the native of Flin Flon, Manitoba, was only 5'9", 175 pounds, but he was not afraid of anyone. Made his NHL debut with the Red Wings during the 68-69 season, but didn't become a full-time player until 70-71, and then in 72-73 joined the Islanders in their first year of existence, And, you know, look, here is a player who never had more than six goals in an NHL season, never had more than 26 points in an NHL season. But he was good in his own zone, and he was not afraid to defend his teammates and to be physical and to clear opposing players out from in front of Jerry Desjardins, Billy Smith, Chico Resch, the Islanders goalies at the time had over 100 penalty minutes for the Islanders three times and had over 90 penalty minutes twice. Never, you know, left the Islanders after the 78-79 season, so he missed out on the four Stanley Cups. Later played for Quebec for two seasons and the St. Louis Blues for uh, parts of three seasons before hanging up his skates after the 82-83 season. 730 career NHL games for Jerry Hart. 29 goals, 179 points, and yes, 1,240 penalty minutes. Add three goals and 15 points and 175 penalty minutes in 78 playoff games. We go back and look at one of Jerry Hart's better games as an Islander. Back when the old barn was new, October eleventh, 1975, at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders and the L.A. Kings, featuring a few players you may have heard of, uh, Marcel Dion, uh, Whitey Whiting, uh, how about some guy named Butch Goring, uh, and of course their Hall of Fame goaltender, Rogi Vashon, for the Islanders, Chico Resch in goal, and the Islanders get off to a good start. They scored two goals in 18 seconds late in the first period. The first, Brian Trottier. His first from Clark Gillies and Jude Drouin. That came at 16.26. And then 18 seconds later, Jerry Hart. His first from Clark Gillies and Brian Trottier. That made it 2-0 Islanders. Then the Islanders get a power play chance. Neil Komadoski off for tripping. And Jude Druen cashes in, assisted by both Van brothers, Jean and Dennis, at 19.01, 3-0 Islanders after one period. In the second, Brian trache scores two goals, 24 seconds apart. His second from Billy Harris and Clark Gillies at 12.02. And then his third from Gillies and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jerry Hart, at 12.26. That made it 5-0 Islanders. Then Jean Potman scores five minutes later. His first from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Jerry Hart and Brian Trottier. That made it 6 nothing Islanders. In the third, only one more goal, Eddie Westfall, the captain. His first from Ann and J.P. Parise, Zach's dad. That made it 7 nothing Islanders. And that's how the game ended. Chico Resch only had to make... 21 saves in this game to earn the win. A hat trick and five points for Brian Trottier. Four assists for Clark Gillies and a goal and two assists for Jerry Hart, our Islanders' birthday of the day. He had three points. He was a plus five and he had three shots on goal in this game. Islanders getting uh, seven goals on 30 shots against Hall of Famer. Rogi Vashon, and if you're wondering, Butch Goring did not, was not on the ice for any of the seven Islander goals, Uh, he, at least not at even strength, the six at even strength, he was one of the only players, one of two players on the Kings roster who was even in plus minus in this game. So Jerry Hart, a great and often forgotten Islander, uh, who stayed with the team for seven seasons and helped solidify the blue line in the early days of the franchise, the first seven years. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I am really hoping this team bounces back. I think there is enough heart on this roster to do that. And we've talked about their resiliency and their heart. The key now is to not have back-to-back stinkers in effort Road trips are tough. West Coast road trips, not easy. And I think the key is this in this game. Islanders power play now, fallen all the way to 27th in the league. Canucks, PK, as we said, dead last. If the Islanders can get a power play goal or two, they should be in very good shape in this game. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast. It's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back tomorrow. We will have uh, our key takeaways from tonight's game in Vancouver, plus our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. And again, Corey Schneider now back with Bridgeport. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.